offered in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I have an interesting question to pose to you this morning. In your relationship to God, what would you prefer? For God to be fair or for God to be generous? Think about it. How you answer that question will determine how well you understand the lesson that Jesus wants us to take home from today's gospel reading. This morning, the evangelist Matthew has us listen to one of Jesus' most engaging and most troubling parables. We will get to the details in a moment. But first, it must be understood that the main character in this story, the owner of the vineyard, defies any definition of fairness that we might imagine. Granted, because the vineyard property and business is his, the owner can do as he pleases. But something about the way he does business troubles us, to say the least. So let's dive into the story and see where it takes us. At the very beginning, we find a situation probably not unlike what actually happens in many parts of our country every day. Call them temps or day laborers. These people who may not know if they're going to have a job from one day to the next until they get the call in the morning. Substitute teachers work this way, as do many construction workers. All of us probably know more than a few registered nurses who work PRN, or as needed, and actually like the freedom such an arrangement affords them. So one morning about 9 o'clock, the owner of this vineyard found some workers and hired them at the daily wage. At noon, he hired others. And then, late in the day, at 5 o'clock, he hired still more workers. Now, when the whistle blew at 6 and the workday ended, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman to pay all the laborers the same full day's wage, starting with those who had only worked a single hour. Yes, that's right. The workers hired at five in the evening and worked only one hour were paid first. And they received the same pay, pay as those who were hired at nine and at noon. No sooner did the money drop into the hands before the grumbling began with those who were hired at nine. What are you doing, they asked. Why are these guys who worked only one hour getting the same payment as those of us who worked all day and bore the heat of the midday sun? 
to which the other workers hired at noon readily agreed. The vineyard owner let them have their say, and then he replied, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree to work for me for the usual full day's wage? Well, take what belongs to you and go. If I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you, am not I allowed to do as I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? That's the key to the parable. Are you envious because I am generous? And you know, like it or not, the department labor standards notwithstanding, the owner has a point. He can do as he pleases because he owns the vineyard. He controls the money. And to be clear, the laborers who worked the full day for the full day's pay received exactly what they were promised for their labor. They were all paid a full day's wage for their work. Thank you very much. But we still don't like it, do we? I recall what Isaiah says as the prophet speaking for God. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. But we want God to see things our way. I mean, let's be clear here. Giving those guys who worked only one hour the same pay as those who worked nine hours simply is not fair. Just it being impractical. Business owners couldn't stay in business very long, paying nine times the rate for one hour's work. So I've got to ask you, do you want God to be fair? Well, on the one hand, we pray that God is fair and truthful and righteous and honest and just, and wait a minute, I just heard myself lumping fair with truthful and lumping fair with righteous and lumping fair with honest. The parable says very clearly that the owner was truthful. He paid the first workers exactly what he promised them. The parable also tells us that the owner was righteous, that he was honest, and that he was just. He was all those things, but in our judgment, he was unfair, but can, if he chooses, be generous, as generous as he wants to be with the resources that he has. So I will say it for all of us. We don't want God to be fair. We pray that God will be generous. 
Maybe God isn't fair when it comes to what we deserve. And maybe, my friends, we don't want God to be, to be fair, especially when it comes to what we deserve. Truth be told, we deserve judgment. But God, in his unfairness, offers us mercy. Because we are sinners, and though forgiven, still sin, we deserve to be punished. But God, in his unfairness, extends to us grace. Do you want me to continue? When we get over our discomfort caused by what we have always believed about work and compensation and reward and duty, we have to admit that the owner can do what he pleases and can, if he chooses, be as generous as he wants to be with the resources that are his. So I will say it again for all of us. We do not want God to be fair. We want God to be generous. What might this mean to us as we journey on our Christian faith? Well, I suggest that God is trying to teach us three things. First of all, it means that God gives to all of us what God chooses to give to us. Unlike we who brood over just the right wedding gift, just the right birthday gift, or just the right anniversary gift, God knows exactly what we need, and he always gives us the perfect gift at the perfect time for whatever deficit life has dealt us. For you, my friend, God's perfect gift might be a greater sense of patience because you fret too much over things you cannot change. For another, God's perfect gift might be compassion because life has been harder on you, leading to resentment and anger. Compassion is just the gift you need. God gives what God chooses. Our job is to accept God's gift and try to understand its meaning. Second, I think the lesson Jesus wants us to learn from this is that God always delivers on his promise to all of us and occasionally surprises us with grace, both unexpected and undeserved. I love the surprise aspect of this parable. At the end of the day, the workers weary at being in the hot sun all day can't believe what they see as the owner's insensitivity toward them rather than the owner's generosity toward the others. In a word, we serve a God who is full of surprises. 
What if you lived believing that what might be very unfair surprise is actually God's good gift, which will eventually be revealed to you? And third, it means that God gives good gifts, not on the basis of who we are, but out of the generous, loving, and grace-filled being of who God is. To put it another way, in the dramatic words of Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about a God who freely and generously gives good gifts. The inerrant word of God teaches us that God is full of mercy, abounding in grace, and generous in blessings. Yes, my brothers and sisters, we may not want God to be fair, but we deeply hope God never stops being God, being the one whom we li- in whom we live and move and have our being. The very unfair but most generous God who has given wonderful gifts to all of us and still gives them. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs>